Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, and to whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 23 and 24, beginning on page 368. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He shall feed me in a green pasture and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort. He shall convert my soul and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou shalt prepare a table before me in the presence of them that trouble me. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, and my cup shall be full. Surely thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The earth is the Lord, and all that is therein is, the compass of the world and they that dwell therein. For he that founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall rise up in his holy place? Even he that hath clean hands and a pure heart, and that hath not lifted up his mind unto vanity, nor sworn to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, even of them that seek thy face, O God of Jacob. 
Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord strong and mighty, even the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? Even the Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the sixth chapter of the book of Proverbs. A worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes, he shuffles his feet, he points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Therefore his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift with running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the Epistle to the Ephesians. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. 
but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, <clears throat> for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, 
that we surely trusting in thy defense may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Ephesians, um, again, sort of connects Christian behavior with the experience of, of prayer and union with God. That's very interesting first line where it says, therefore be imitators of God, to, to be like God. And the sense is that um, we've seen that God so loves the world that he, he sent his son to live and die for us. He's given us the Holy Spirit in baptism. We've died and risen with Christ. He's raised us up and seated us in the heavenly places. And so God has acted in love for us sacrificially in Christ. And so now we're to offer ourselves as a sacrifice to God. Our lives are wholly given to him. And therefore, our behavior is determined by that, by that sort of state of being, state of connection to God. And that's the, the framework for understanding the prohibition. It, it really, some, some talk about sexual morality, fornication, all uncleanness, covetous, covetousness, let it not be named among you. And the, the fornication that would have been particularly in mind uh, in these ancient cities, what would be the kind associated with um, pagan temple worship where cult prostitution was part of the act of worship. And so it was just part of what you did to serve the pagan god. And so the the contrast between being in union with God and therefore acting like God and imitating the sacrifice of Christ and love and being in communion with pagan idols and sharing in that behavior is it, interesting that um, that in the verse, it, it, it's not just talking about individual morality because it talks about, therefore, do not be partakers with them. Do not enter into that way of life. And it, it's interesting with regard to sexual morality, though um, it doesn't have an overtly religious connotation in our culture, it, it is nonetheless part of the native idolatry, the native idolatry which exalts um, sexuality and personal uh, pleasure and freedom from pain above all other duties, and even the idea that you know that that human beings are unable to say no to things that aren't in accordance with God's will. That we must sort of follow these impulses of of pleasure and interior desire. That's a way of life lived in service to to the pagan gods of of pleasure and convenience and temporal well-being at the expense of the long-term um, devotion to the God who made us and died for us. And so um, it still is a religious thing, and it's why sexual morality always is significant to, to the life of faith. It's notable that in Proverbs, as we read on, um, the, the, the writer will um, draw this contrast between the, the, the fool who's drawn aside by the unfaithful woman and he's already portrayed um, 
wisdom as sort of lady wisdom, being married to the wisdom of God, which is a wholehearted devotion. It's interesting also in, in Revelation um, that there's the whore of Babylon who's contrasted with the pure and spotless bride. And so the idea of, of, of sexual purity has a metaphorical um, connection to wholehearted, devoted to God. It's, it's not about um, pleasure per se, so much as it is determining everything we do in the light of the kingdom. And one of the marks of of, of following God is, is purity in that matter. There is no, as, as the New Testament makes abundantly clear, there is no other standard in the New Testament other than faithfulness within marriage and abstinence outside of marriage. And that's a sign not of this thing in and of itself, a, a sign of wholehearted, devoted to God, devo, devo, devotion to God, where we um, uh, say no to everything that's not of him. And simply the boundaries of sexual morality indicate that. They're also the boundaries of love, that, that to have love in one area, you have to say no to all other areas. And so that's kind of the, the thing that's brought out here. But this is not a, it's not an isolated um, you know, moral rule, it is, it is a behavior that if we're wholeheartedly devoted to God, we walk in love, and everything is determined in light of the kingdom, we say no to that which is not of the kingdom. And sometimes that requires that we resist very the strong pull of things, but we understand the long-term grace, peace, benefit accrues to us, participation, in you know union with God now and the resurrection and the life of the world to come, contrast with the way of following idolatry, which is I need to have all the pleasure I need right now. I need to find fulfillment now, and it sacrifices union with God and the long-term good for, for just the immediate thing. And that's the two ways of life that St. Paul is contrasting here. Uh, and he, he makes it clear that, that, that our life in Christ must issue forth in a manner of behaving a certain way. That is the fruit of it, just as those who live in communion with the idols of the world, their lives issue forth in, you know, fornication and cleanness. And he says those who practice those things, they're, they're not going to er inherit the kingdom because they're not in the kingdom now. You can't practice those things. That's the essential thing. We're all, we all fall into various temptations which we need to you know, confess and kind of remove ourselves from. But, but the practice of things indicates that one is in harmony with the different God, is partaking with the idols of the world, not partaking with, uh, in union with the God who made us and redeemed us in Christ. So anyway, a few thoughts about today's lessons. I will continue on now with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Have a good day. Wonderful day, everybody.